This is a test recording number two, number three, but but we're not counting the last episode. Hackers is just gone to time. It was hacked, the Gibson. It was hacked and is stuck on the Gibson that we can't get to. That was the first one, not the second one. I said this is the second one. That's the lost episode. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I said something wrong, but that was the first recording, and that's lost to the same. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because power outages are a motherfucker. Uh, Anyways. This, this is test recording number two, number three, number two of yeah, we'll just say two. Frame Imperfect. And I'm Zach. I'm Cody. And that's Cody. And uh, this is a movie review podcast. It's a chronological critique. It's a chronological critique of cinema, video games, cinematic mystique. Chronological yeah. critique of video games, cinematic mystique. Probably too many syllables. Just, tr- work, just trying to, just trying to like, like examine the entire video game movie genre. If that, I, I don't know if the genre has an official name, but that that whole. If it could be called a slice genre, of the pie, it is. Yeah. It is a, a genus. It's like a supergroup of film because they try to make video game movies. In different genres, but generally they all turn into the same vaguely action adventure piece of crap kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're because they're composed from disparate kind of sources, so it's it's weird. So they all kind of take the same roughly movie shape. But we didn't know, we didn't watch a video game movie. No, we, we didn't because the podcast hasn't officially started. This is we we watched something that very well could have been a video game movie. It'd be decent fodder for a video game. But we watched uh, The Blood of Heroes. It's a late 80s film with Rudger Hauer, that crazy guy in Blade Runner that said the neat thing at the end. (laughs) That guy that said that thing famous in that one clip online. No, I love love Rudger. And and famously also, uh, you know, obviously Blade Runner, Hobo with the Shotgun. Just a a numerous, uh, a a veteran of the B-list films recently passed R.I.P. Rudger Hauer. That's what his... uh, Obituary said it said Rudger Hauer hobo with a shotgun hobo with a shotgun (laughs) (laughs) parentheses that guy in Blade Runner (laughs) well he's the star I guess is he yes yeah yeah. this is this is um yeah he's a star no he's no he's definitely the star I'm trying to figure how we do this sorry you're seeing some of the sausage here the gears on my brain turning here well there was the other lady that kind of was her name something Chen I've got it. I've got it. This Joan, is a, Joan Chen. This is the podcast about talking right? about video game movies, but we watched that. This is Blood of Heroes. Yes, uh, starring Rutger Hauer and Joan Chen. Um, also, with a very young, very handsome Vincent D'Onofrio in this this week's movie. Joan Chen was uh, most famously, I think, one of the characters in Twin Peaks. So you might have seen her there. But who's wait? De, De Niro, De Noro, De Dorito, D'Onofrio, D'Onofrio. You Fucking great! Full Metal Jacket. Nothing. Like okay. Law and Order. Um, uh, Marvel's the Netflix's Daredevil. Like I guarantee you've seen his face. Yeah, he's he's the, he's a guy you've seen. I just his can't face. think of it right now. And, uh, and I don't want to look it up. We were very disappointed we did not get to see his ass in this one because they had one of those tastefully shot but heavily shadowed sex scenes like Hollywood has tend to do and we didn't we got neither boobs nor Vincent D'Onofrio we'll, we'll get to that we'll, we'll get, get there we'll get there no no okay all right all right so again like we said we watched this is the blood of heroes this is a film 
1989 film by oh boy whatever the writer director the writer director of this film co-wrote Blade Runner David Webb Peoples David Webb Peoples good job great pull with that cinematographer worked on Mad Max um and uh, you'll see some crossover. The crossover between all of these films and this current one we're reviewing this week uh, is very obvious once we get into it. I really enjoy how many different people all worked on the same films. It's just neat when you say, oh, this cinematographer, oh, this writer, oh, this director, and you see that these people know each other and they like to work together. And that's, that, that makes me kind of smile inside. I did. Like, I mean, realistically, when you're looking at it, like, there's probably probably the certain genres these certain kinds of films these crowds are probably not as large as we think um especially if we're going to look at the filmmaking community in australia i imagine a lot of big budget names get pulled into a lot of different things again because you said cinematographer looking through and it's like oh ben max makes sense you know this thing okay it's cool shot in australia it's kind of partly why this movie kind of looks like a probably a bunch of other movies that you have seen. Yeah, like, uh, if nothing else, Crocodile Dundee, <laughs> right? Because he was, which Crocodile Dundee was the cinematographer on? Right, what, goes to New York or goes to L.A., goes to America? I, I don't forget. know. They run One together. of them. Crocodile Dundee takes a, Manhattan. A Dundee film. Because obviously Australia. So this starts off to, 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 to ground the premise of this film. Starts off with a text crawl. Uh, well, not even a crawl, just some text. Just a paragraph on the screen. And that can be a bad sign. I loved it because this is this is a, a, a wholly unique combination. I don't think I've seen anywhere else in Hollywood. This is a post-apocalyptic sports movie, my friend. So they have this, the, the text scrawl. It's like, oh, it's the year something or other, and people can't remember the before times in the 20th century. And I'm like, yeah, I'm following you. Before it was all bad and shitty, and we had all these props, and sh- we're all in the desert. Yeah, uh, it's It's been so long, people forgot why uh, the Juggers play the game with dog skulls. And I'm uh, like, yeah, what? Hold okay, on hold a on. second. So this film is about... Uh, Juggers. 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 Is the game. Dog Skull. Is the game called Dog Skull? They never established the. Like, you vaguely get an idea of the rules. They never established the name of this game. I almost got mad at that text because normally the text is not introducing any jargon yet. They're just kind of setting it up. But, like, this, this was like immediately like the Dog Skull, the Jugger. And I'm like, uh, hold on now. You're you're doing you're supposed to take your time with that, but it's it, never it, <laughs> yeah. It's not usually they're not usually so heavy in on the jargon and like and jumping usually, immediately into the thing. Yeah, they they usually do a better job of like f- like putting the f- the the post in it. Like this is words you need to learn. Like any Star Wars text scrawl is like you know the the, uh, the long ago and the re- the 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 Empire and the yeah. rebellion and the Jedi Order and they're like big and bold and like so you know that's like oh these are terms but this shit just throws out terms like juggers and dog skulls like we know what yeah that it's means. a little harder to kind of uh, imagine what the hell that might be and, and but that's neat you know that's that it's fun I actually kind of like the way that they slowly explain things even though it's kind of upfront you got to put you, get, you you pierce it out a little bit but your yeah. first scene is this paragraph introducing it. And we come to find out what juggers are in this term, in this world, is basically a team of football gladiators. Like they, it's like teams of like five on each side, um, five or six, whatever. But they have different positions with different weapons, 
and it's it's basically people in terrible f- like what 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 looks like football or baseball pads by way of like a, a garbage sale um yeah i kind of uh i wrote when i was looking at my notes here it's not quite water world it's not quite mad max it's a little in between. It's Mad L- World Mad Land. It's Water Runner, Water you know, Runner. and <laughs> it, it 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 had a f- it weirdly kept reminding me of Water World a bit, like but on land, and, and it just had that kind of arcane, uh, trashy, older look to it that was you know kind of kind of charming. If it makes sense, it's like Mad Max has more. It feels like Mad Max's were like not counting the first one because Mad Max the original was very clearly shot in 1970s Australia. But once you kind of get past that Road Warrior kind of onwards, things were. I feel like they made a like a lot of bespoke kind of elements for these things because it's like here's a whole brand new society in a giant cage and everything's out of like ambiguous steel and stuff. And yeah, like, yeah. Like, road like the only identifiable things are car parts. This one has <laughs> lots like has lots of everyday things still being used. Yeah, I think George Miller originally was pitching it as car part land and they're like <laughs> no. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. You've got a perfectly good franchise that you can call use this. I love it. It's called Car Part World. This oh, is Car me. Part World is uh, I'm George Miller. This is an Australian accent. Uh, well, this this I think as this movie progressed, uh, its world opened up more. It did, and, and and it was and it became very charming to me. And I, I, I might use that word six more times, but uh, that's a it, it's low budget, but and yet it kind of feels a little bigger. You know? Yeah, no, I think it's it's actually fairly well written out and done because again, you we, this the scene opens up. Um, yeah, let's 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 get the actual plot moving along, and then we, mis- then we can a mystery team. wax nostalgia or whatever. Yeah, we'll we'll roll into it. There's a mystery team of black clad figures wandering their way into town, and we see the village boy run through the cornfields and the car park j- jungle, and the the teams of I don't know hobos just laying around in their shithole town, yelling, "Oh, it's the juggers! It's the juggers! What is this? What is this?" And so they're like, they're not running. They're not running. So it's not quite like bandits, but it's got that same kind of, oh, shit's going to go down thing. Turns out, again, it's a roving bandit team of football players that play gladiator football with these fucking peasants. It's yeah. really bizarre. So everyone shows up. They throw down some kind of challenge. They suit up. And we, we, met the, we meet the hero, heroine of the film. Uh, her name is Kidda. Um, this is this is Joan Chen. This is Joan Chen as Kidda, who is a young scrappy lady um, who plays jugger. I'm just going to call the sport jugger because that's what they. That's what I know. I'm just going to call it. Do they ever explicitly say what the name of it is? No, I get no. They don't. They don't. But they call them juggers. So presumably they jug or jugger themselves. Or it's jugger ball. It could be Jugger Jugger Ball two thousand Jugger Ball Jugger Dog Skull Jugger Ball two thousand Roller Ball. My God, what a what a fucking! 
I love sci-fi sports movies. Let me Jug- just say. Jugger dog skull? Because they don't have a ball. They use a I dog I know skull. they literally use a dog. Okay, jugger all right, skull. fine. I, no, a jugger ball, obviously. You're just trying to be pragmatic. I just, I don't <laughs> understand. Like, yeah, I, I'm just trying to figure out the branding of this. Like, how do, how do they how do they sell this? How does the National Jugger Ball League sell this to the populace? There's this whole thing where they have, like, uh, they have stones that kind of act as, like, a metric for time. time. Yeah, so they go through... Joan Chen, as is kid, it goes in and and joins the local team to face this challenging roving band of juggers. Yeah, juggers. I said that like a fucking forty k or juggers, juggers, baby. Um, and it's every round is a hundred stones. They sit there and literally have a dirt like some piece of shit guy just throw stones at a piece of metal, and that's your timer. And little details like that, I thought were cute. Like, I thought, uh, yeah, it kind of seemed like a really crampy gong. Basically, but the, these these talking about yeah. things that kind of slowly open the world up. That's fun. It I mean, I just kind of wish they'd maybe had some big muscle guy like like heaving this massive stone at this like I don't know, just this amazing crazy gong that would yeah. r- resonate every time. But you know, it's it's lower budget, so a little guy throws a little rock at a little thing. Yeah, a hundred times, and it's fine. Joan Chen. Is uh, so she's playing on this local team against these roving bandits of juggers, who again uh, we don't know anything about them yet, but uh, is is captained by a very mysterious, very uh, swarthy looking Rutger Howard. So they go, they play, and the whole the whole gist of this game is football. Basically, you run around, you. Two people are going to wrestle and fight over a dog skull while everyone else swings exotic post-apocalyptic weaponry at each other and then put the dog skull on the other team's stick at the other end of the field to win. I'm like, what is this? Like, I was trying to – they're setting this thing up in the beginning, and I'm like, okay, what is this sport? like? And I had to resist to do what my dad does yeah. every time we watch a movie, which is just immediately asking about all the plot points and – why hasn't this been explained yet? And it's because we're uh, ninety <laughs> and, seconds into the film, Dad. And so, I have, yeah, I, I I found myself really resisting, like, what, what, what is that? And you know, and I, I you have to just let the movie slowly tease it out, which it does, but yeah. sort of. Like you resisting the urge to become your own Jimmy Stewart impression. <laughs> why is this? Matter? What is this? What are they? What are they wearing yeah. all these weird chains and yeah. tire parts for? That's my best Jimmy Stewart. I'm, I'm not. Why, why, why is it every post-apocalyptic movie is set in a desert? You know, I don't know. Not well, because again, again. But see, but, but see, uh, he hasn't. That's uh, he hasn't seen very many. You know, so he's not very informed. No, no. So they go through. They play the sport. Joan Chen Kidda is what they call a quick, which is basically a running back. That's the the only one that can touch the ball, and then. Uh, run it onto the other stick. Mm-hmm. She's this basically the seeker, chasing the Quidditch for uh, the. Sorry, okay. This, okay. Chasing the. Yeah. That's not the term for that. I am sorry. neither a Harry Potter nor a football fan, but the combined metaphors yeah. help me understand. Kind of work. Yes. Yeah. No. Kind of. I, I kind of get it. I almost had the metaphor correctly, so you know the basic gist. She's the seeker catching yeah. the snitch in a game of. She's trying to put the dog skull on a post. She's trying to, yeah, and that's the whole gist. (laughs) It's literally a dog skull. Like, I feel like that that could get so easily crushed, like, during a match, like, from all the 
all, all the wrestling about. You would expect one of these big men somehow never happens wearing a suit of fucking chains <laughs> would accidentally step yeah. on them and be like, "Whoops, it's, it's a technical foul." I think, I think you get, I think the uh, the challenging team gets another twenty stones for that. Uh, so they lose. The local teams lose, but not before, not before Kidda manages to fucking ankle lock and snap uh, Rutgers bandit teams quick. Like manages uh, dog to snap boy? his dog boy. His dog boy is the opposing team's quick, and she manages to break his fucking ankle. Like goddamn! Yeah, right. she's a badass. She's a badass to start with, which is yeah. a little. It's a little weird in light of some things later on in the film, but we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, she's not. She's not someone who's like kind of scrappy and clumsy. Well, she said scrappy. I think she's but, scrappy, but she's, but she's not, not clumsy, clumsy or naive. Like she actually is already a badass, which is kind of an. Kind of neat. It's it, it, there's there's a question that it raises with the like the hero's journey of like becoming that self actualized thing as we get down the line. Yeah, she's already like, really but good. But she's already yeah, <laughs> and they're like, oh wow, you're good, yeah. and she's like, oh, I want to be good. Yeah. Did you see that guy, Rutger Hauer? She doesn't say Rutger Hauer. So Rutger Hauer shows up at this team. They win, and they get to collect a lot of tribute from them, I guess, because like, like Rutger Hauer's team challenges the bandits challenges locals and they win so they get room and board for the night basically it's weird so they go there they get fed and take like a bunch of money from the town and then leave yeah i guess for some reason all the towns are like oh this stupid game's going on okay oh i guess we lost here's money you know and i don't i don't know why they all willingly participate but I, i i think that because maybe there's no jobs (laughs) <laughs> and so, like, that's the only means of economic exchange is, like, you have to do that. <laughs> well, it's like, sh- I mean, it's like we could murder and kill everything, but that, I don't know. It's, if this is, this, is a, this is an enlightened society that has done away mostly with killing and violence. Um, no, I so don't think do there's sh- actually much kill- killing at all. No one died in this film. There's, hey, there's, that's right. There's, there's a not decent a... amount of violence. We'll wow. Get to, but no one like died. Like everyone was relatively like. I didn't even think about that. I so think, this this is their replacement. Yeah, they for replace that. it all with show combat. You can you still get to be violent, but you don't necessarily kill people. But and not not in that death race two thousand yeah. kind of way where people get murdered indiscriminately. It's like a right. Gag. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not really a. a a fatal sport. It's just a violent sport. Yes. So again, much How, like wh- American Wow, football. what forward thinking. Yeah. So they, they go through and they, they do this and they get room and board for the night. And so the bandits, the Rutger Hauer's team of juggers is leaving the next morning. Um, and as they go off, Kid is like, did you see him? He had a tattoo. He's with the league. We don't know what the league is yet. There's a league. It was like, that innocent time when... Uh, Oh my goodness! A tattoo that signifies something specific, as opposed to like, oh, uh, it's just a SoundCloud rapper, and he's he's <laughs> got like all you know, uh, all of McDonald's slogans throughout their entire history tattooed on, on his, his head, on his forehead, uh, just on his forehead. But I just found that I just wanted to just say it. I just thought that was so cutely quaint that even though this is like uh, whatever in the future. That in the late '80s, tattoos were still exotic, exotic enough. enough that like you pointed out that somebody had one, even in this far-flung whatever future yeah. society. This and, is the uh, post-apocalypse, and a man with a face tattoo is still novel. Yeah, so I don't know. I just thought that was funny, you know. Yeah. So it's, but again, the, we, this is this is her. This is a moment where she's like seeing a glimpse of the outside world. This is meeting Obi Wan, Obi Wan Kenobi. 
Okay. She's like, okay. I have to go. I have to, to do this. And her mom's like, I have to go. My planet needs me. My planet needs me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Nah. Uh, and so she's like, yeah, let's go and do this. And so they leave town to go, I guess, jugger on. Go find. Are they, are they called juggerlows? I can't believe it took me I this long. I keep feeling like juggers. I keep feeling like juggers is a uh, pejorative term for like a juggalo. <laughs> it does sound like what you know. It sounds suspiciously like a slur in retrospect. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't. I feel bad saying. I feel this. like if you yelled that to one of them, they would take offense and not not praise. No, they would not. No, you're not part of the family. You you are not a down ass ninja. <laughs> you are not down with the clown. No, man, the great Malenko would be disappointed in you're you. You're clearly not willing. To knock over a porta potty with a YouTube star inside of it, <laughs> uh, the Dark Carnival. That's the that's the exact <laughs> limit of my juggalo knowledge, right there. No, uh, but the jugger, whatever. The jugger, the, the juggers. Oh God, now I just feel bad saying that. I do too, for some reason. Oh, it makes me feel gross. They're going out. They're leaving town, and Kidda chases after them, and they're they're quick dog boy is busted he's now hobbled essentially because this this woman this townie literally broke his ankle for i again yeah. I, they have to be raiders or something i don't understand why you would why is it what what justifies bringing this man's you know ankle in 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 basically sentencing him to death indirectly and, and redger hauer uh, redger hauer's uh, uh uh you know sallow 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 is, is he, his name. We find out that's Rutger Howard. He seems re- weirdly insistent on keeping Dog Boy around, and then Dog Boy is also trying to assert that he's like, you know, fit for the still, task. Yeah. And it's like you're fucking falling apart, buddy. And then, and, and then in this very odd moment of um, kind of nudge, nudge, wink, wink, uh, Sallow has him lap up some water from his hand, and it's like, eh. Cause he's dark boy, and and I just thought like that's <laughs> just a little a little much, but oh, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> a little on the snout, a little but, <laughs> Jesus. But the you know just the fact that he couldn't just give <laughs> give him a, a, the bottle to like his his arms worked fine. Yeah, one of them was on a like, crutch, but he does have two functioning like, hands. But you're dog boy. <laughs> You it's, have to lap it up. But you're the dog boy. That's your thing. That's what we do. And he's like, no, I re- really. I'm, but he I, does it right after calling him dog boy, too. It was like, wah, wah, you know. He, like, laps out of him and glares at him. And he's like, I told you not to call me that. I'm dog man. And I guess so now Now, um, uh, Kidda has to prove herself. Yeah, Kidda yeah. is following with them. And so it's kind of apprehensive. She's the new kid on the team. They, like, begrudgingly, like, take her. Because, like, Sallow is like, he'll get better. He's fine. Dog Boy's good. He's been injured before. And she's like, nah, man, I fucked him up. And he's like, he'll be fine. So they walk off, and they go to another town. Or they try to. Um, in fairly short order, uh, <laughs> after not that long at all, Dog Boy's like, I'm assuming a couple of days days have passed, you know, in, in time. Some amount of time. Some amount of time. Some in, It's the very next scene. Some amount of time has passed, and Dog Boy's, like, lagging behind and holding up the team. Because, again, he's fucked up and on a crutch, and he's like, just leave me behind. I can't do it. And Salo's like, no, you're fine. We'll go. Make a, make a, make a hammock. And he's like, no, leave me my water. Leave me my food. And they're like, 
okay. <laughs> and that's the closest <laughs> thing you get to a death in this entire movie is this guy, like, stays well, behind. I, I think they hang on to Dog Boy because they wanted this to be longer than 90 minutes. Yeah, they really had to. They kind of had to pad it. Well, for everything they cut. There's a little bit of padding, just, for, just a little bit. Everything they cut at the end, there's a lot of padding in this part. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's weird. But so Dog Boy leaves or, like, stays behind and the team leaves without him. Um, and we join this this next leg of this film where uh, Kidda is now the full time quick on the team. She's taking over Dog Boy's role. Um, Finally, there needed to be somebody at New Line Cinema that like like overviewed this or something. It was like less Dog Boy. We're done with this Dog Boy. Sick of that. <laughs> Sick of that. I can't take that man in those prosthetics. <laughs> it's it's really weird because there's this thing that sports films do where everyone has a character, but no one has a backstory, if that makes it. Very few people have backstories, you know what I mean? Well, how much time... I, I guess maybe if, if they were... Would there really have been enough time for backstories? Uh, sh it depends. Like, if you, like... It kind of depends, because I think about things like... Uh, like, remember the Titans, or Miracle, or maybe even Rudy, I guess, to a point. Like... You do have these sports team. Rudy's not precisely a, a, a comparison. Uh, you do have these things where you do you do set up a team of people, and you do do get us to care about, I guess, most of them. But you really can only focus on a few, I suppose. So the only people that really get backgrounds, you know, are uh, Arcello and Kidda here. Um, I actually did a little experiment where I was timing out like how much time I'd have per character if I wanted a backstory for all the characters. And I was, so I was actually thinking about uh, a twisted metal movie. Yeah. Because that, that has like a minimum of like a dozen, you know, characters. Depends on which one they adapt, honestly. And, well, but they all have a minimum of like a dozen. And um, I thought to myself, man, even if you did that, like you're already an hour in if you just devote a few minutes to each character. So... You know, you just can't. You're gonna have the Suicide Squad problem, where yeah. the first 45 film, 45 minutes of the film is introducing and now somebody else, and 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 you know, this movie kind of just uses dialogue here and there, kind of um, expositional, kind of slower scenes interspersed with you, you action scenes. You really only get one background, and that's for Sallow because well, it's yeah, Ruck, it's Rucker Howard, obviously, but you do get. But they keep they keep teasing it between these action scenes, and that kind of helps the story. Uh, you know, kind of. There's not much to it, so it kind of helps no, helps it there's, stretch and out. And they, uh, if it feels like we're a little aimless right now in this thing, it's that there's not really. This is very much a sports movie in that you set up with a clear goal at the end. Yeah, what are we going to do, a play-by-play -play of each action scene? Yeah, you know, lots of minor lot of... challenges on the way. There's a couple of things here and there. A couple of You get to know some yeah. characters, but it really is like there's a lot of just these action scenes of a sport happening. Yeah, and we don't really get – okay, we were talking about, like, what's missing from this film, and I, and, and, and I didn't want to say that it was um, dull, like that was too strong. It was more – I think I just figured it out, which is that – we don't really get much of a an arc for really either um, Salo or Kidda because Salo is sort of doing this redemption tale, but it doesn't. It felt kind of not very payoffy, and 
and Kitta is trying to prove herself, but she does, and then she just keeps being really badass, and well, it's not really like. Well, we'll 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 yeah. I'll, we'll elaborate. We'll we'll kind of talk about. Well, I'm it, sorry. I feel like I got too no, ahead, no, 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 but no, just about what the movie's about. No, we're you kind, know? we're kind of exactly at the point here. That yeah. To bring this up with Kitta specifically because we're talking and they're going around and she's now doing jugger matches with the team, um, and she's good but is raw and has potential, but, like, and then Salo's, like, giving her some begrudging respect, and, like, the other team members are, like, he thinks you're good, and she's, like, that's not what he said, and it's, like, it's what he meant, and he's, like, the begrudging, like, older brother kind of to her, and yeah. she's, like, you know, as they go around on these, I guess, just raiding townies, I don't even know how like, to put I, it. I guess that's how they get their money for things, right, is that they, they win these tournaments. I guess it's an elaborate sports betting routine. They're like, Did they actually show money? Yeah, there's the yeah they they put that one scene in the first town where they're like the all of the people in the town are like paying them some kind of tribute with like cogs yeah and cogs stuff. yeah it's so it's just kind of just a barter a basic barter system basically. where when you when you win a match you can receive uh, niceties or whatever Again, from the, and from I think the, that's why they're they're bandits but yeah. no one dies. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just funny that each town just agrees to it for some reason. Yeah, they just like have, like I guess it's just well, I guess we have to. It's the, yeah. it's the they don't even seem begrudging about it. Everybody's like into it, no matter where they are. And I I don't I just isn't there just one town that's like we don't no no we don't do that here. Like, do you want to like milk a cow or something or paint a fence? Like, would you fucking? It's like we're gonna fight and we're gonna. Get... No, it's like okay, so I, I like I love yeah. that thing where like like. Every every like there's so many like it's a big trope in post apocalyptic post apocalyptic stories and media where like they take one one piece of media or understanding and blow an entire lifestyle out of that like yeah, we yeah, talk, yeah. kind of talked about that in Cherry Two Thousand where it's like here's the weird fifties lounge lizard community blown up to the extreme right it's like yeah. everyone in this world here in Blood of Heroes was just watching ESPN and that's what they took that's like oh that's our system of governance we all have to sport all the time yeah their their entire lives are really kind of revolve around going from town to town engaging in these things and 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 it seems like that's all the townspeople give a shit about you and know and so, yeah so yeah. which is why like Kidda is good at it before she leaves town which is a little weird because, like, if you're looking at the typical hero's journey, like, Luke Skywalker is she has too sucks. many experience points, but already yeah, she's ground too much because yeah. like, Luke Skywalker sucks shit when he leaves. But event we we watch him eat shit for a good chunk of that movie. And, before and, he does and Luke Skywalker, cool. Luke Skywalker's uh, guardians are like burnt to a crisp, while Kidda's mom is it her mom? It's her mom, and she's it's just, just like, like watches her leave. All right, sadly. Uh, well, good luck, you know. But and here's here's what we see Kidda do. The stakes aren't as high. Here's what we see Kidda do in this film. Yeah, she goes. She plays some ball. She yeah. kicks ass wrestling with dudes. Yeah. Breaks a dude's ankle. Joins another team of roving badasses to go beat up on other locals. Gets better with them. Have these league level people say, "You're good. You could do this." She fucking in this thing in this in this build up as they're they're traveling yeah. north to get to the Red City to join you know to the challenge for the league to notice them to bring them off whatever. Uh, this is the thing where Kid is the team's growing together as a new unit and you know what she's actualizing herself and all this shit. She. Fucking Mike Tyson's a man's ear. Oh yeah, she spits it right out. She fucking, and I'm like, holy shit! Like that's that should feel like a moment. You know what I mean? Like I understand it's the post-apocalypse and everyone's got to be tough and hard to 
survive, but you just, you've already caught, you've basically sentenced a man to death by fucking Kurt Angling him, you know, destroying his ankle, and now you just, Mike Tyson's a dude's ear, like, you rip, bit and ripped and teared that shit off, and it's like, they don't, they don't joke around with her being a badass, for sure. It's interesting to see, you know, because we were talking about this in the, the context of, like, 1980s sci-fi heroines, and especially kind of comparing this to Cherry 2000, uh, Joan, Joan, what is it, Joan Chen? Yeah. Getting it right? yeah, yeah, Joan Chen in this one, um, she's... I don't want to say it's one of those, like, oh, she, I mean, she probably does pass the Bechdel test because she doesn't seem interested in men at all, but they don't use, like, her sexuality in any real way. Like, she's, this is kind of yeah. a novel depiction because the fact that she's a woman kind of doesn't have anything to do with anything. It, it doesn't impact her character arc, and we talked, we kind of made comparisons to, uh, you know, Ripley from Aliens and Sarah Connor from yeah, Terminator the, yeah, movies. Yeah, James and, Cameron heroines. And, uh, f- yeah, for some reason, James Cameron... Who's who's making three more whatever avatar movies? It's uh, like six. I think I think they have like seven on the board, and it's like, oh my god. Yeah, I'm actually uh, I'm like understating how many sequels he's <laughs> doing, but but many. somehow twice in a row he created very strong female characters that were like striking and beautiful, but not in a. I I, I, well, I guess what I was saying earlier was that. Um, without actually being pornography, one can depict female beauty in a pornographic way uh, while also trying to do this, like, hero thing. And well, yeah, there, there are plenty of movies in the 80s and during that period where the female was... Um, it was much more exploitation-oriented as far yeah, as, like, the depiction of female not, beauty. Yeah, it's not pornographic, but it's, it's like, less exploitive. They, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I mean, it, it, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, no, they, exactly. They, they, they use her beauty in a much more um, natural way that isn't, yeah. like, bringing attention to anything. And and it, yeah. That's refreshing. No, it's cool. Cause, yeah. And again, like, again, these two James Cameron protagonists these these heroines from cameron were very explicitly about motherhood in different ways yes um and kidda in this is not whatsoever like i don't know if that's if that's good or bad writing like is this something that i kind of liked her character no i don't i don't dislike her character but i'm just curious is it like like what's her what's her does your sex and your gender have to mean something in your story I don't think so. I think sometimes it can be sort of neutral like it is here. Not to say she doesn't do sex because, like, she's running around town and part of her, part of her, like, oh, I'm getting on the team and growing into being this sports star is like. And and I like that the she gets her pick of a groupie and stuff. The sex scene, uh, there's one sex scene and it's not really, doesn't really have any bearing on a plot. And I kind of like that it's just like, yeah, she's a human. She uh, decided yeah. to have sex because she wanted to, and it wasn't really any consequence. It was just a casual thing, and yeah. I like I like that because it it it, just, it it could have easily had some silly bearing on the plot where now there's this unnecessary romantic element, and they didn't do that. No, it's a hundred percent not a thing because it's it's a brief it's a brief fling with D'Onofrio, her teammate yeah. Gar, who again is is his arc is not really there but it's much the same thing as hers they're just like young athletes trying to prove themselves in this thing to get noticed by the league so they do like what young athletes do and like have yeah. you have you ever have a roll in the hay yeah exactly uh, I, I wanted to say yeah. that that 
there's a so there's a shot and the camera's like I guess panning by and we're seeing uh somebody on top who's like you know curvy <laughs> and like like nice, moving nice and ass. and I'm kind of like like a little titulated like okay maybe we'll see uh, a sensual image here and it's like oh it's the but how they have it in the blanket, it looks like someone's on top straddling someone else. So yeah. it's like, okay, whatever. She's a powerful, assertive woman, whatever. Maybe she's riding on top. I don't get it. You know, whatever. And it's like, you're rolling through, and it's like, no, no. It's, it's not. the Nafro. Uh, and it's like, ah, damn well, it. Well, that's, that's not, like, a bad nah. alternative, but I remember just being like, eh, eh, eh. Oh, it's him. It's not her. Because <laughs> here's... Just- Here's the thing. Maybe it's my own bias coming in that I expected uh, that she was going to be on top. I don't know. I don't it's even funny. think it's a bias. It's literally history. If we're going into yeah. an, we're going into a sci-fi film in the '80s, an action the, the movie dude's in on the top. 80s, yeah, well, right. There's also and there's a good chance that we're going to see boobs or butt. Somebody's butt and at least some boobage. I, I think the metric that I came up with was that um, that we ought to see some bare breasts if we're gonna see bare man ass but i wanted to be fair and say like it like two or three man asses and like one pair of lady breasts what's the exchange rate here because ladies have butts <laughs> well, ladies have butts too and dudes don't have tits so like what is this here like well if you if, if you show a bare ladies uh behind i i think at least one male behind and 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 male mostly frontal you ought, to, you ought to get some pecker in there at some point. What's, like, yeah, if you what, get full breasts, I guess, pecker, too. What is the male-to-female nudity exchange right here? <laughs> I have this problem because it feels like boobs get thrown around all the time. And that's cool. That's fine. But what's yeah. the equivalent in man? Is oh, it like, okay. Like, is if it you like, get to see a pair of lady breasts, what, like, what, uh, the, do, what you do you get, get to see if you if you like men? Do you get, like, the low-riding V? Like, the low-riding, low-riding crotch V? Is it a side pipe check? Like, I don't <laughs> A side pipe? <laughs> I I don't know. I'm just I just wonder. There's got to be. A uh, you should be able to see like a good good like shape. It's like, like an like, outline, like, like a really like a real visible shape in the package. Is. Just there you go. Like a real at least a real solid, <laughs> a real solid gestural outline of it. <laughs> yeah, maybe some flopping. But we saw nothing. We saw nothing. They were they were professional. So we didn't even see his ass. No, nobody's ass. It was just his ass and silhouette. This was a major major change coming from both Cherry 2000 and Hackers. I wanted wanted to just have this unnecessary tangent to point out that I mixed up who was on top. No, that's all. We were led to believe one thing and it wasn't. (laughs) But of course like they try to do their thing and uh, Sallow is leering over them. Leering's not the right word. Looming over them and he's like yeah, y'all two can't. It's not gonna work because they're trying to. They're trying to do it and it doesn't work because they're like too wounded. Well, and, and Rector like, Howard decides to watch. Well, because he he watches in this fun dis, in this funny kind of disdainful. He watches way. longer than he ought to, but because <laughs> there, there's like they're not there, there's, 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 there's there's watching to humiliate and they're just watching just because you're a uh, you're a peeping tom. Well, they and were I think fa- he's a bit they, of both. He didn't. You couldn't see any. Listen, if we couldn't see anything, Rutger Howard couldn't see anything. And they failed to do anything because they're like too. There's too many wounds and abrasions, and they're too hurt to do it. And so oh, that's like, right. Yeah, he points it, that and out. He's like, I, "Y'all teammates don't fuck. Y'all are there's way too many open wounds." Well, they could. They would just have to be in very awkward positions. <laughs> Watch my neck. Oh God. Oh, careful. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm bruised there. I'm put put gotta, this uh, between. Yeah. 
I, 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 now I want to do like a cut. I want to like recut it with After Effects or something where, where every time they cut back to Rutger watching them, he's doing something else. Like they cut back and he's got binoculars <laughs> and then they cut back and he's like smoking a cigarette. He cuts back and he's like reading People magazine and then, you know, just peeks out for a quick second. There was a weird amount of He's like, like eating a sandwich. <laughs> it was a weird long scene. And again, I think it's the, I don't know. It was, there's a, I guess an ease, a casual like, approach and discarding of the character's sexuality in this film which is weird because it's it's a very understated part but like again given what 80s action sci-fi movies usually are we usually get boobs we usually get a romance subplot yeah they didn't really bring any attention to that and, and that was refreshing is, and this is the one scene and we, we have honestly talked about it more than the movie did with it honestly and so i i don't know how intentional this whole thing is but again it's just to sell this point that the team is coming together yeah Pun intended, um, and their their <laughs> kid is earning her place and earning the respect of the team and her teammates as a full fledged jugger, and I still feel bad um, for saying that. Uh, so they're they're they leave yeah. they're they're making their way north towards the Red City is what it is. They're making their way north because that's where the league is, and they're this is very this is all very vague and not very well explained in this film. Um, Boy, it feels like there were just a fuck ton of edits. Like, yeah, I, I was half paying attention, but I, I feel I kept having this feeling that there was there was stuff that wasn't really being fully no, like, laid out. It, which is again, does this film just yeah. trust us to put it all together, or was it just now, poor editing this, or poor writing? I is, don't know. Is this the part where? Oh, editing or poor writing? Yeah, it's uh, hard. To, it's hard to tell. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You kind of wonder about how much all that factors how, how, yeah, in. Yeah, how much are they trusting us to get this because we have brains, or did they just not make in the film? So they're 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 going north. Um, yeah, is, is this where they go to the decadent rich people? Yeah, this is where they take the elevator underground. I kind of felt like I perked up because I had gotten a little tired of the desert, and suddenly there was a very different change of scenery and costumes and and lighting and all that. And well, I really thought this opened up more than anything, op- really opened up the movies. I universe. mean, again, this is this is this is how this is the arc of a sports movie. Yeah. And I don't a hundred percent know how successful it is on terms when you put it in this post apocalypse action sci fi adventure thing. Because the arc is team gets together you know, initial stumbles slowly. They start putting it together, have some successes, and they make their Get way to the big, the big times to the arrival. Yeah. yeah. So this is the moment where they have this, and usually the what game that really matters. Yes. Yeah. And there's always stuff that goes wrong that is not in the game before the game happens. And this is the moment we're at uh, now. Okay. So they're into the town. They're into the Red City. They go down this elevator. They're 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 going. This is Rutger Hauer back on his. Uh, own turf his own city where he was kicked out of for as we come to find out there was some youthful indiscretions with one of the lords of the city's daughter oh my yeah he was um he has come to uh redeem himself to prove him to earn his way back into the league or prove that which we've been slowly learning yeah slowly learning over time they've talked about it and they're like, "How good was your team? You were like, we were the, we 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 survived twenty six stones. We were the best team ever. To the only team to win a, ch- you know, we didn't win, but we were the we we got into the league in a loss because so, we survived so, twenty six stones." So for the viewers at home, uh, so that meant that that the 
the stone guy or whatever, like he he uh, over the course of however many minutes throws twenty six stones, stones. Yeah. and so and that was like a record. That's the, the record time, time yeah. amount that they lasted. It was a big deal. So it's like, uh oh, because Vincent D'Onofrio has been a fuck up this whole time. You know, Kidda is trying to prove herself. Um, the rest of the team almost left. Like they they, they hit this point where the team's going to split up, and it was like we're going to go north to the Red City. Rutgers going. And he was like, no, and the rest of his team, that's not Gar, that's not D'Onofrio, that's not Kidda, are like the two other team that he's been with the longest time, which were Mbulu, Mbulu and Big Climber, which they don't tell you in the story. You have to learn this. We Thank God for Wikipedia. But Mbulu and Big Climber, who were, again, the two other team members that have just been around, not really doing anything, were like, we're too old for this shit. We're not going to do this, you know. We we need to sit here and just stay back and prey on these dog towns, you know, because it's like we're they're gonna kill us or they're gonna whatever they're gonna break us. We won't handle it. By the way, people eat dog a lot. Apparently, that's the dogs they raise dogs that to eat them in the dog skulls. It's it's a really dark element that plays surprisingly little. Like other than the dog skull being the substitute for the football, it's kind of. I just almost thought it was kind of weird that that there's this kind of sinister element that doesn't really get i felt like that could have been maybe more a part of the movie see again it's so much of this film that i don't know yeah if it's unstated it feels like there's a lot of yeah, yeah missing pieces yeah um so well, they do well, what about the, the elite dogs let's hear more about that you know but yeah there's this whole, it's all it's all fucked up and terrible so rutgers <laughs> it's fucked up and terrible and the film doesn't care about it and they don't want you to care about it um <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they're like oh, we're gonna do this we're not gonna go to the red city they'll kill us rutger howard has lost an eye in the meantime and it's like you're too old and he's like no i can do it i gotta redeem myself from rutger howard and so eventually like the team splits and it's like oh what are we gonna do we're going to the belly of the beast and the team's falling apart but the you know balu and big climber come back together and the whole team's going into the red city together as a unified as a unified force. Yeah. So Rutger Hauer, they go, they go to watch some of the, watch some of the Jugger games. And Rutger meets his old teammate, his old friend Gonzo. Oh, he's like, yeah. Cause he's this like, guy the plate in his head, right? The plate in his head. Yeah. yeah. He's real tough. I don't know. They that never just looks the position. so, inc- I mean, it's the post apocalypse. So I guess, you know, medical science uh, goes yeah. backwards a bit. It just, he just uh, he just has some missing skin and a big old piece of metal. It's, it's it looks so painful. It's pretty wacky. It's a whole damn thing. <laughs> you know, that's how you know he's tough because he's got yeah. a metal head. It's like a Quake Three Arena character. He, everything looked like a Quake Three Arena character. <laughs> or uh, Rage. <laughs> oh God, oh, not enough hair lips for yeah. Rage. Um, but they did. <laughs> I'm just uh, tell me I'm wrong. That's not wrong. Uh huh. So they they do this whole thing, and he's like, "What are you doing here?" And it's like it's unfriendly, but it's like, "You better go, old bones. Old bones don't heal as quick because it's all about these like, oh, we're these experienced jugger guys, and we can't handle it anymore. These scrappy young kids, they got their shot, but can we still do it? We're the vets. Yeah. Juggers like get out of here before you get hurt." What are you here to challenge? They'll never take your challenge. The lords of the city hate you for what you did. And he's like, I don't care. I'm Rutger Hauer. I got to redeem myself. And he's like, okay. And it was, it's a, again, one of those, in a very, 
in a very similar kind of spirit that the bandits don't kill anyone. And also that Rudger doesn't really seem to have any sort of direct confrontational thing. No, there's not like a real conflict there. Yeah, like with with the Lord or whatever, the, the whoever it was. We don't even see the subject of the discretion. No, we don't see it. Oh, it's there's a, it, it's a lot of shit that's just not there. It's a lot of told, not shown. Uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> Which is fine sometimes. We'll, but we'll like, we'll talk about it. I have some things. Yeah. I don't dislike the fact that they don't use flashbacks and stuff in this. I think it's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fu- yeah, yeah. But it is very clearly a hallmark of they didn't have budget to film this sort of shit. So there may not, yeah, there may not even be that much missing. There may just be a lot of stuff they just flat out could not do. Or yeah, they. I think there's just a lot of things they chose not to do. But, yeah, or so, chose not to. Whichever. But they're 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 in town. They're in town, and like, they've been. Kid has had heard the story about Silk talking about Sallow's. You know, his in his youth and his prime in the league, he would. You know, he the, he was with. He'd lay in fine silks and was a celebrity and ate the finest foods in the post-apocalypse and all this stuff, and he threw that all away for a woman, and she's like, is silk real? Like, that's her, like, you know, the thing she's It's kind of oddly poetic. Yeah, well, again, uh, from the guy who's, from one of the guys who wrote yeah. Blade Runner, you and, kind and, of expect that kind of, like, it's, you know. And this wasn't really touched on in the movies much, but in the in the original, the book that it's based on, uh, uh, the Android's... Dream of Electric. Sheep? Oh, for Blade Runner. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, there, there are like replicant versions of animals too, sure. like owls and stuff like that. And there, there was kind of a question of whether or not this animal's real because it, you know, it's it, this seems to be like a relic from an older time because you know they have to synthesize it now. I, I, so I, it's neat that that the writer. That one of the writers would kind of touch upon a similar kind of idea of like, was this thing ever real? Yeah. Uh, I got to give the movie credit for having a couple moments like that. I mean, you know, it, it several times uh, surprised me in the way it was shot yeah. or in like something that was happening. I, or just like the, an, an editing choice. I, I was just kind of like, Hey, that is not bad. That's not bad. So one of those you gotta like stick out your bottom lip and like nod and like hmm. <laughs> uh, so they have this whole thing. Uh, they're in Rutger Hauer's. They're in Salo's former stomping grounds in the city. And like he takes he takes Kidda up to where he used to sleep, kind of in like like in a in the in the, the high point of the city, so he can look. She can look down and understand uh, those beds kind of scare me a little bit a little bit it's terrible like I, I would not do it but it's just it's, stories upon stories of wallace beds yeah. just attached to a, a single wall yeah you'll just roll over and crush <laughs> flow to your death but she's like looking over the top of the city and like realizing the, the like the enormity of what they're trying to accomplish and they go and they have made their challenge to the lords and it had been denied initially or it was like we'll take it under advisement but the Lord that Rutger had crossed, Lord Vile, which is an extremely on the nose kind of fucking name, uh, was like uh, had put decides to push the challenge through, and he he talks to Gonzo, Sallow's old teammate, and he's like, "You're gonna get in there, and you're gonna break that man's legs." And he's like, "Why?" And he's like, "Cause uh, I insist. I need this done." And so Gonzo doesn't agree or disagree, but the Lord's like, "You're gonna do this." Blah blah blah. 
Uh, you know, in, so the, in, in the in the um, original script, mm-hmm. Lord Vile's name was uh, uh, Mister Evil Bottom Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It, make it more subtle to just Mister. Really, you know, we had to really pull that back. It was just just a little too hard. So they yeah. they they do this, and it's like they accept the challenge, and it's going down, and like. Gar runs through and finds them, and he's like, oh, we're going to do it. And they go, oh, and the big moment's happening. And, like, again, there's, there's Goins ready, and this has got the typical sports movie pacing. Where there's lots of slow, dramatic shots, and, like, Those are pretty cool. cross yeah. faces between each other, across the field glaring at each other, and we've set up the stakes. We know what's going on. And, like, all these things are really well, really well done, actually. Like, the scene where they were, like, being judged by the council was actually kind of engrossing. We both stopped cracking jokes and taking notes and just like watched as like, you know, this, this moment of actually very professionally done tension was built. And this, you know, the story kind of pulled us in at that moment. I'd like to apologize for the Lord vile joke. I, I felt like that was just like bottom tier you know, like it was not in my A game with that one. No, it's fine. You're only a, you've only been making you've only been writing sketch comedy yeah. for twenty years now and it's fine. But it's I like fine. waited like a minute after you mentioned him, think of trying to come up with something and pay attention and like just like re- I got it. Nope. No, it's no, fine. It, it should have just left it alone. No, it's cool. Lots of lots of low hanging fruit, it's all good. But we're he- uh, we're in the middle of the big light. Unless you have anything to talk about before we get to the big last match. Oh wow! Okay, so earlier when I made a comparison to Waterworld, yeah. Really, what I mean, although there is a bit of that, what I had written was it's not quite Mad Max, it's not quite Rufio from Hook. <laughs> it's it's somewhere in between. Like it's, what it's, kind of? It's the it's the Lost Men. <laughs> it's the lost dog, Ben. Thank you. Please don't call me dog boy. It's it's a whole again. I don't I don't think it the production on this was not bad. It's just it 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 reminded me of a lot of other things in like a not bad way. So and we can we can um, move forward with the plot a bit, but I I wanted to eventually mention just a few thoughts on the uh, the, the the rich the the I guess like the rich class or whatever. I just. Uh, had sure. a couple quick things about that that was neat. Sure. So, but what, where are we? So, so they're uh, we're in the last the last major scene of the film. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I just might as well then just just that. Uh, I particularly like the garish set design when they there's just some kind of mundane plot thing going on about about the, uh, the upcoming game and about you know they got to. Because Gonzo has that's his name. Yeah, Gonzo. Yeah, he has to. He's been instructed to break break Rutgers' uh, legs. Yes, yeah. And and uh, just just the way that that shot, like there's this massive statue in the background, but it's just the head with missing an eye, and and they talk about him missing an eye, and there's like a goddamn alligator that has like a bunch of food in it like yeah, on the buffet yeah and just there's the the way that they created this stark contrast between these rich people and like the poor desert people who are like uh just barely surviving it, it's cliche but like it's 
really just it was it was pretty neat because you could tell that there wasn't a whole lot to work with and they like really milked that scene in terms of the visual kind of direction and stuff like that there's little bits and pieces in the movie where i actually found myself going hey that is really nicely framed and that's like really beautifully shot and put together yeah no i I thinking that a lot no given given who was involved yeah I almost wish the the lords had. Oh, oh, oh. I, I wanted more of that, like like Monty Python, you know, idiot character thing. Again, because it, it was, was it was the, the, because they were so silly looking. They almost looked like they should be wearing like uh, like colonial era wigs or something. It's, but they, like, you know, they're they're fancy, but it's not yeah. it's not quite that. Like you expect it yeah. in every film like this, like like uh, you would expect them to go full Hunger Games with it. You expect them to have the goofiest hairstyles with the silliest accents and the craziest colors. It's actually kind of toned down. No, it was subtle. weirdly grounded in a lot of and I don't know I don't know if this is because they didn't have the money to do it or if it was a conscious choice and it's like it, it really it weirdly works and feels good in a very strange way. So, but again, we've had this whole thing Lord Vile which is again one of the, the only holdover from that fucking over-the-top uh, Hunger Games level of bad guys. Comically, comically overstated villains. Tells them, we're going to do this. Gonzo, you're going to hurt him. And he's like, Nurr. he demurs and doesn't say anything. So they have this big match, but Gonzo pulls calls a pin on him, which is to say he's going to have a man sit on him the whole time, so he's not... Uh, he's not playing he's not interfering but it's yeah, not gonna he's hurt also, him. he also doesn't get his legs broken exactly that's so. explicitly gonzo explicitly goes against what the bad guy's orders are which is like again this very weirdly honor everyone has like a sense of fair play and honor and kind of genteel almost in a strange sense it's weird but they do yeah. this and the team even with rutger star player rutger hauer pinned the whole time they managed to survive around they survive a hundred stone so already they're they're heroes at this point you know they've, they've gone it they've lasted they've long lasted further than any other team was ever able to and they still have another round to play so it happens and gonzo's has a few tense words of exchange with um with lord vile and he says listen it's not gonna go Lord Vile's like, how, how did you let this happen? No one's ever lasted more than 26 stone. You've, you've ruined everything. And he's like, it won't last another 26 stone. Uh, so they go through and have this match, but Rutger goes through. Um, do we even care about Big Climber getting hurt? Like, they lose a team member, but they have one more team member who's been this old man who's never participated before, but he does in the climactic scene. He goes through physically and pulls a pulls a fun trick like what was pulled on Sallow to hold him take him out of the match. Right, right. Sallow to give goes, them the advantage. Sallow goes through, beats up Gonzo, but like not in a not in a very vengeful sort of way, just enough to like put him down for like sports count. Um and everyone the team has work is working together to hold it off. And so in the, the last moments he tells Kiddo Kiddo, I keep thinking Kiddo. Kidda, I know. I keep thinking kiddo because of uh, Kill Bill, Beatrix Kiddo. Kidda tells Kidda, "You go there," and he's like, "You've got the skull. You've got a free path. You go there." And you like, he's like, "Walk slowly." So she has this moment where she just kind of fucking like 
sea walks down to the fucking pole and like slams the dog skull on it like she's a fucking hero the whole team has proven that they were you know one of the best yay they uh they won did, again they did the one good sport they this, won yet again they, this team we've watched win a bunch won a bunch and they, they didn't really have very many setbacks they uh, well, they not, had small setbacks but, but it like you never but it wasn't that sense that they were like like just absolute dog shit and had to kind of like slowly go up the ranks they were already pretty good and then they just got better and uh that's not i remember like the movie just i i, I was sensing the movie was going to end yeah because you know you just have that 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 sense that it's been almost two hours or whatever but i was expecting something else and it was kind of just like all right we're done Bye guys, bye everybody. Well, and, so, and, and just it was very sudden and odd. And so th- there's there's the the requisite amounts of exchanges back and forth and the nods and like Salo helps Gonzo up and they're still friends even though that they were enemies across the field. Aww. And you know, Kidda has proven herself and Gar has too, and everyone else like even the old war horses show they can still do it. And it's like this whole this whole this whole jam, and it's like okay and. Lord Vile is like frustrated, but he doesn't ever have that comical moment of like ripping off his wig and stomping on it like you'd expect. Because because they're in the middle of their celebrations after the thing, and the credits roll, and it's like, oh, all right. Yeah, I wanted so, to see him like like knock over a bunch of expensive food off of a yeah uh, something table stupid, or like, something like, or. In, in, oh, oh, bother! In any other film, like cinematic language has taught us yeah. that he either starts yelling at Gonzo and Gonzo like blows him off or like Vile would have had a henchman this whole time that he like starts beating up and the henchman blows him off like something where the bully would get his uh, own you know would get the, his in the end the stakes and the consequences are fairly low it's yeah which it's, I think is maybe the biggest problem well so this film this the US cut of this film did have 10 minutes like a whole yeah. 10 minutes excise from its run more back. dog boy it's apparently they cut out the last fucking 10 minutes of the film which is where all the denouement would have gone which is like weird okay Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we we actually tried to find. Uh, I I I was invested enough that I was legitimately curious. We tried to find the uh, that alternate cut, and really didn't have any luck. So, even though it was kind of weirdly not very, yeah. And then the film scene credits roll. I still found myself thinking, like, well, wait a second. I want to know what those last ten minutes are. So it was like I had trouble figuring out how I felt about it because uh, there would be so many moments that kind of delighted me, especially in the second and third acts when we get to, oh, you know, see more of the... Just seeing the, ri- the rich stuff contrasted the poor stuff, and so it just, like I yeah. said, opened up. And then, and then when you're seeing, like, the, the housing units or whatever, and and you're... Um, it, it, it made me feel like, okay, there's more to this film than just the pure combat stuff and uh it really it did kind of invest me and immerse me and and i both joan chen and rutger howard are are fine actors so you know but yet yet something's missing something kind of yeah there's a yeah it doesn't 
Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like it's, when you've read a bunch of really good far sides, and then you find one you just you just don't get it. It, it, it's, it's, like, it's it's okay, but what the I don't know something's missing here. It's it's essentially my I I remember this. My dad very famously we were talking about a movie. He took me and my brother when I was young to go see. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember Disney's Atlantis. Kind of a million. Yeah, I, that's the, that's the whole point. Vaguely anime ish. This is the yeah. This is the the point here is that like he's like oh yeah it's it's fine. He I was kind of couldn't figure out why he was a little nonplussed about the film and he's like <laughs> it's fine but it's Chinese food like I'm gonna I guess I enjoy it enough while I'm consuming like, it but I'm not gonna yeah. remember it. This isn't the authentic stuff. This and is just uh, again it's okay. Again <laughs> I remember that about the movie us talking about how we wouldn't remember the film and I don't remember that much of the film. So, I think the point stands. It's not a <laughs> Blood of Heroes is not an unpleasant watch. It's kind of nice in its breeziness, but it's 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 a little insubstantial. I don't think that it it's am very ambitious. No. And and, and we don't uh It does some nice stuff, yeah. but it's just like I, I don't know if that's by happenstance or design, and in it, either way, it doesn't really stick with you in any meaningful there sense. There aren't even really a lot of laughs, you know? No, there, it's... There, there, there's intentional and uh, in unintentional. It's it's pretty straightforward and doesn't really goof around much, and there isn't, like, anything as... I, I The only especially silly thing maybe... Uh, Gosh, I'm like I'm like going through my mental Rolodex or whatever of the of the scenes and I don't think there is much anything like that, although when the old guy I guess when the old guy pulled his trick at the end, they do that whole thing where they cut to him and he's like, Ha ha, I'm an old guy. Uh-huh, and, I'm the old man. I'm gonna you know, hold. Uh, he's holding the man who held down Rutger Howard the last round, and it's like, oh, and, turnabout. And if the goofiest thing in this movie is old man makes silly face. That uh, doesn't make a very good case for like rewatchability. No, you know because 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 it's kind of like we're saying it's not very ambitious in terms of the plot, but it's also not overtly like silly or, or, or like naive. Yeah, you know it's it takes itself very fairly seriously and yeah. like and like accomplishes Cause, that because like Cherry Cherry Two Thousand at least had like the old man living in a cave full of toaster ovens and like you know, sex robots everywhere that we could joke around about. And, and like, a weird hippie commune. Weird hippie 50s, a weird 50s-style commune. Where everybody, like, running. has too much makeup. Yeah, like, it kind of, it got a little over the top, and so it kind of helped the dullness of the thin plot, like, work. But this kind of just kept it straight, and uh, Again, it's not, I almost wish it had been wackier. It's not, it's not bad by any yeah. means, but just... I don't know how good it is, you know, but I, like it, it, it doesn't attempt for much and it doesn't fail. Well, it's kind of like, like, okay, maybe a better analogy is kind of like a Butterfinger. I actually really like Butterfinger. Oh, I like them too, but I, really, I think you know, the originals are kind of boring. Yeah. Whereas, you know, where it's like you could get something more exciting. Sure. But it's not like Butterfinger is bad. No, no, but no, it's you like, know? it's the difference between a Butterfinger and a Butterfinger BB. Like I, I long. Did they this. make those anymore? No, I long for them to this very day. I loved Butterfinger BBs. Those were the perfect amount of like chocolate to crunchy 
Oh my god, I loved it so good. For the longest time now, I've been imagining this uh, this somebody getting out of prison. They have they've like been in prison since the nineties. Oh yeah. And they're like just getting out, and it's like they want some comfort food. Like the first thing they want is something that like will you know kind of situates situates them back in the real world. And it's yeah. like man. Let's go get let's go get some Butterfinger BBs. I don't make that anymore, man. Okay. Oh, bummer. Oh, oh that's fine. Uh, well, let me get oh a let God. me get a Dunkaroo. Yeah. No, sorry. No. Okay. Fine. Fine. Three Dos. Wait, did they? St- I don't know if that's nineties or two thousands. Can I three Dritros or whatever th- that was? Three D Doritos. Oh, I thought they I thought they tried to three D uh, three Doritos to, to turn it into a, a portmanteau. Uh, just like like three Dritros. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. I think they just called. They did. They just I, that was it. definitely two thousands. Or was it three Doritos? Three. I think it's three Doritos. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I think it's what it was. Oh, of course. Pick the one that actually makes sense. <laughs> Wait, no, fun. that doesn't make any sense either. No, nothing makes sense. He's like, oh, that's fine. Okay. Oh, things. No, okay, that's fine. No Dunkaroos. Let me just get a squeeze it then. And they're like, no, sorry. And he's like, God damn. All right, we're not going to do food. I just give me, okay, uh, give me, a, what's the latest Dreamcast title? <laughs> so what's, yeah, what's Sega's, what's I Sega's latest console? Emulate it? No. Um, em- so, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, I don't think it's, I, I don't, it's not bad. But it's just it, this film kind of washed over me in a pleasant sort of manner, and I'm two hours closer to my death now. So I guess that's I'm, what I've got to say to I'm it. I'm trying to think of other things that were mediocre, but like yet somehow slightly better than that, but still not great. You know, it's it's in this very strange gray area that is um, slightly above mediocre, but not into like. You would think something that was more than mediocre would be rewatchable. And yet I'm just like, I'm trying to imagine getting together with friends. And then I'm just like, fucking dog boy. And then like, you know, and then I'm thinking like, am I going to actually sit through this again? There's not, there's really not (laughs) enough bad to recommend. There's not really enough good to, it's just, it's just really there. there. There aren't any particular events that are. Like, we talked about it having peaks and valleys and how it would sometimes get my attention, sometimes wouldn't. But the peaks weren't really super peaky, I guess. No, it's really true. Like, the, the highest points of the film were... Some of the were, sports, like, the slow-mo sports shots yeah, I like were those. kind of decent. But, it, again, even even then, uh, I didn't feel like it it took it into, like... I don't know what I'm what I'm trying to say, but I, no, 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 no. I think I know what you're saying. I think the fact that in a sports movie, the most engrossed we were was in a scene where everyone was standing around getting paperwork done was basically it. Oh, look, cogs. Well, like <laughs> it's paperwork. They're looking at dog skulls, right? Is what it is. But it's like this oh, whole right, thing. Yeah. All of the rich people are like judging them to see what they're doing and that's the part oh right I, okay that part but that, part. that that scene grabbed us and i and i could feel that yeah it was we visually like, very interesting and yeah but it was not dynamic it was a yeah. it was interesting but not dynamic in a sports movie the fact that it was a paperwork scene that grabbed us i think kind of tells you what you need to know about this film it was yeah. well it was well done there's a lot of things on the margins in the background to like about this film but as far as like the high points of what it's trying to present to us 
I don't know, man. It's just like okay. Yeah, because like on the prose side, you've got, you know it's visually interesting. Uh, you've got two leads that are proven like good actors. Sure. You've got. Yeah, I mean it's a it's an interesting diversion of, in the career of the biggest star, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio. Like it's it's it's. Yeah. Oh right. Well, him. Yeah. 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 So you've got three like yeah. like really good, well known actors, and then you've also got a silly concept that's kind of interesting but then on the cons you nothing nothing much happens there's just not there's, a whole lot of there there even with all that and, and none of the characters uh, I was talking about low stakes I was thinking that none of the characters have the chips on their shoulder are are not very chippy because uh, like like Kidda it's just like oh I'm going to join a different team so there's not really even like like a, a trauma or something to overcome with Rudger Hauer's character, it's like, ah, I shouldn't have slept with that lady that was uh, part of some noble whatever. Oh, no, and uh, maybe I can redeem myself in my head if I uh, play this particular game against whatever. And to me, that's that's fine, but it's just not... It's like I'm doing this for myself for, like, personal emotional relief or something. So that's to me, it's just... It seems very small potatoes, and then... The Donofro guy, uh, fuck, uh, I Gar. forget which one he was. Gar. Who's who's on the team, right? Yeah, he's the chain spinner. So he's just a guy who, like, who, like he, he, he yells a lot. He, and he kind of fucked up in the beginning and stopped fucking up eventually to help to help Kidda do her thing. So it's like, oh. So it's kind of, yeah, so it, it wasn't even that he was, like, bringing the whole team down. He was just kind of personally underperforming a bit, and then he... <laughs> He got better, and so like nobody really has a major thing to overcome. It's a very that's what I guess. Yeah, the, no, it's yeah. a it's a weirdly like you said. I think uh, you were spending your change too much. Now you're spending them the right amount. You know, so, <laughs> like I, nobody's nobody's thing is 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 particularly it's, dramatic. It is. I think the way to put it, like you said, is that it's the stakes are very low stakes. I think that's yeah. the best way to summarize this before we move on. It's just like okay. It's very, it's a very pleasy, breezy, pleasant, low stakes, yeah, post-apocalyptic sports drama movie. But I did like that there were a few subversions of a couple of things that we expected, like like we said about the female character not being like particularly sexualized, and that yeah, um, uh, just even her gender not really impacting her story arc, and just the pretty much the the general lack of extreme violence and just a lot uh just you know there what, what do we say there's not a single death no. or there's an impl maybe an implied there's one there's one implied death D dog and, boy and dog boy dies yeah the most intense thing is an ear biting scene there's some blood in, in the implied death of dog boy and that's or does it. dog boy just stop playing with the team and just hobbles around I assume Dog yeah. Boy chills out, eats a little bit, and then like wanders into town, and then gets a job raising dogs to eat because he's doing dog. paperwork. He's a dog, yeah, doing dog skull paperwork. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I'm a dog skull accountant now. Listen, I'm dog, I'm dog accountant. <sighs> I'm dog accountant boy. They used to call me. <laughs> they used to call me Dog Boy. I, I used to be the best. Quick, quick. That's what they're. I used to be the best quick. Now I'm you know, dog accountant boy. Is no, that what you said? Dog accountant boy. Now yeah. I just count. Now I'm just accounting these dogs' skulls. All right. 
it's uh it's this time i don't think there's anything more to say on this film yeah we got to give it a rating so again what do you rate this given the esrb uh rating system at the oh time? i'm trying to think of how we were had this mapped out <laughs> it's you go lower yeah. low, bigger audience the bigger audience is a better film Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The more, the more, the the, the more like like yeah. specific, the kind of less good. Yeah. I think I would probably put this at. I, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm just gonna say I think this is an M for mature. Yeah, that's kind of. Like, I, I wanted to say I really wanted to say teen, but this is M for mature for this is low a, low stakes, and this is a this is a soft pan. Like I can't. Like I, you know, it's just, again, it's just it's low stakes, and I I really can't recommend if you, I really can't recommend this to a lot of people. It's not bad. I just can't. I can't warn people away from it, but I can't really recommend it. So it's an M, for me. M for not zany enough. Yeah, it, it, it's a, I'm giving this an M for a, a for strong self seriousness, and uh, not enough titties or butts. I was tempted to complain about the lack of TNA, but I, I wanted to 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 be the the gentleman. So I did it for it. you. <laughs> well, uh, and we'll see. I, I to me it wasn't as big of a deal because in Sherry when we watched. Okay, I know this. That no, that recording did survive, right? The Sherry one. Yeah, that's out. Yeah. Um, in the Sherry one, we saw a shadow of a breast, and the shadow you can see the nipple in the shadow too. That was worth complaining about because you shouldn't tease with the shadow this one didn't even have a tease it was like nope it's all and shit it's not just this complete silhouette and it's just a little bit man but and so i didn't really care yeah i felt like sherry 2000 wanted to show me a little bit boob and then just just you know teetered out and didn't yeah. Uh, so that was the thing, like like M for not. Yeah. Well, okay, we'll go ahead and say that though. We'll say that this is a movie that could have used more silliness yeah. and uh, more breasticles. Yeah, it just could have. You know, it could chesticles. Whatever. This is an M. This is a rated M for needs more. Needs more. Just of everything. Just more of the just stuff. More that, of everything. Yeah. More yeah. of the stuff that worked. More yes, exactly, because there was a surprising amount of stuff that did work, but there just, just wasn't enough, enough of it. No, yeah. it was just a, it was just an amuse bouche, an amuse bouche of a uh, post-apocalyptic sports film. All right, well, I think that's our recording for this round. Um, you know, as uh, I'll have a standard sign off as we develop it. Um, but yeah, uh, if you have any uh, feedback on this, you can text me or Cody. Um, and let us know what you think, what we could punch up in these episodes. Oh, wait, we do have some user, uh, we have some reader, visitor, listener, email. I just wanted to read off real quick. This, oh, one's, this one's from my dad. Yeah. It's, what's a podcast? <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Well, well cool. we'll never answer that. Thanks, Dad. I love you. There, there's, no way, there's no way I could sum it up for you in a way you would be happy with. I guess we did have a... I did manage to explain to him what a meme is oh, somehow. That's really good. All right, I think I'm done. I've had no. Bing, I have, bing, bing. I have no more. We've. Uh, this has been another test run episode Kofi. of <laughs> Jesus of of Frame Imperfect. Uh, get back to us with your thoughts. I'm, I'm going to just uh, uh, antagonize you once more and say that I, I sometimes will literally ask my wife to make some kafefi. It's like it's like a household 
That's it's, different because that's making fun of his fuck up. So I'm, oh, of course, of I'm, course, it's I'm not, it's not, it's not like oh, thank you for this brilliant word. Yeah, kofefe. <laughs> I just like to say it sometimes because it's so stupid. It's 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 a it's a good funny dipshit word for a dipshit. That ain't why they supposed to say it's coffee. All right. Uh, see you next time, folks. Bye, bye, bye everybody. Bye. I love you. Bye. <laughs>